What is going on, everybody? It is yours truly, Mr. OKFabe here. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to another episode of the World of Fandom Podcast. We're fans of pretty much everything, and I, I do really mean everything. You guys know me. I'm, of course, Connor, a.k.a. OKFabe, and I'm no not alone, as always. I got me my brother from another mother. I got Mr. Andrew Cutter. What's going on, Andrew? I am living the dream. Are you never not living the dream? Uh, I never said what dream it was, but I'm living something. <laughs> it's, it's a dry dream. <laughs> well, it might be. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We're, we can't see each other right now, and maybe that might be a good thing. Um, mm. It has been a hot minute. It has uh, been an extra week since we have not done a podcast uh, for two reasons. One, I was away on vacation with, with the fan, uh, Damley, and another one is because our co-founder here celebrated his birthday. Oh, you know, it's funny, dude. (laughs) It's funny because I'm 34, right? I believe I'm older than you, correct? You're still 33. Yeah, I'm going to be the asshole saying you're going to be pushing 40 next year. Yeah. For like the the three months that you're older than me. Here's the thing. Two things have happened to me Uh this year. Number Mm -hmm. one, I finally got to the point where I don't feel like um, age means nothing to me anymore. Okay. Like whether I'm 33, 34, 35, it just, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's yeah. an arbitrary number. I know that sounds silly. No, but it's, it's we're, we're, we're in that weird like neutral phase right now as far as birthday and ages. I get what you mean. Yeah. And second thing is, is I actually don't pay attention to my age so much that I forgot how old I was or how old I was turning. <laughs> Like, I had to stop and think. And do the math. Like, I had to think for, like, 10 seconds. Wait, my journey 33, I'm already 33. Like, I had to think. Yeah, yeah. So, that actually happened, yeah. to me la- that happened to me last year where I'm like, fuck, I have to do math for a second. Give me a minute. And then I had to, like, yeah. calculate. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we're, I don't think it's going to hit us until we're in our four. I, I think 40 is the next big one, right? Because, we're, we're, I mean... 21 is usually the big one, but you, you know, uh, but you don't drink, which is is uh, commendable. And um, it, you know, it, it, that's usually the big one for like you know, and then 30, and then now it's just like, well, shit, now we have to wait another decade. So yeah, I, I get what you mean by that. It's just like this weird, like, neutral phase of like, well, it's a day, cool. And you know what? It's like other than becoming rich and famous or grandchildren. We've kind of accomplished everything, like, you know, the big markers. I know this sounds silly, but marriage, children, you know, we, we're out of any schooling that we have to do. Like, it's just kind of like, well, we, we pay, we're we just paying for what we have. Like, does that sound silly? Like, No, no, I, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, like, well, now we play the waiting game of death. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of a morbid joke, but fuck it. Um, but anyway, we we want to thank you guys for continued support, of course, of the podcast. If you guys have not uh, checked us out on uh, Twitter at PodFandom, we've been very very active on there lately, and we were looking to interact with you guys in a more different ways. So uh, me and Andrew will be kicking around some ideas in terms of you know uh, doing something with, interactive with you guys more over there. Maybe the fact that we could do some polls or live polling. Um, you know, or, while we or, record them, or, or yep, or hear me out. Yep, we do an OnlyFans page. <laughs> you I mean, and me, OnlyFans. I, I, Come I, on. I, I, uh, now I don't know if you're mean like you're saying like let's like jokingly set up an OnlyFans or you're playing on the pun of our podcast. I can't tell what you're doing. 
Ooh, I can't tell what I'm doing anymore either. <laughs> 34. <laughs> How old am I again? <laughs> oh, man. But make sure you follow us over at Pod Fandom. We got some cool stuff coming on the pipeline. Uh, of course, we love talking with you guys about anything uh, in regards to, um, well, fandom stuff. We're talking movies, comics, TVs, video games, anything in between. And like I said, we've been down for two, uh, well, an extra week, basically. And there is a lot of stuff to catch up on. So first and foremost, Andrew, let's go to your hot takes real quick. You got some hot takes for us? Some things Spicy? Uh, nothing spicy. Mild, These are mild okay. but sweet. But sweet. You like know sweet what? chili sweet, sauce? Yes. Uh, yeah. In the Pokemon natures, these okay. are nice and sweet. Right. Anyways, um, first and foremost, um, I just watched the fifth episode of Superman and Lois. Yep. Fuck, man. You need to get on the show because, honestly, I can say this is probably the best DC show in a long time. Ooh, and possibly a... one of the best comic book shows out there. Wow, that's it a does, bold statement. It does a couple things really well. Number one, it does Superman very well. Mm-hmm. It balances Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. Hence the name. Yep. Number two, is it focuses on the family aspect. And number three, they do such a great job with the CGI and the fighting and everything. It, it's, it's such a good TV show. So mm. you got to get on that so we can do a podcast talking about it. But I just finished that. And in addition to that, that's on HBO Max now, too. So um, normally it runs on the CW, but HBO is helping the CW with producing and financing it, so they also get it on HBO Max. So of course. Just throwing that out there. Yep. And number two, I don't think I did it last week. No, I did it this week. I beat Bravely Default 2, which is actually the third game in the series. Fantastic JRPG. But, Con, do you know what I do after I finish a big game I I I I don't or I can't remember but (laughs) I like to I like to do a palate cleanser I like to go and play a a game that requires no energy other than just playing it gotcha so after I play a big game Mm. I play like a week of Fortnite just (laughs) every day I play Fortnite (laughs) and and I'm good at it yeah I'm not not the best but I'm good but The the new Fortnite update that they did, which I don't remember when they did the new season, is actually pretty good. They introduced some new guns. They yep. introduced some new features. Really fun. So if you've been off Fortnite for a while, it's a good time to jump back on. So two things I'll say to that. Number one, now that I have some lulls in between Marvel shows, I definitely want to get into, into Lois and Superman. So I think that since since uh, Loki's not out for another like month and a half, so I might jump on that one. Uh, number two, Fortnite. I did hear some rumors we were getting a Batman skin. Uh, yes, again, they already did Batman and Catwoman. Well, they did. I think they're gonna oh. Yes, they're going to re-release it um, because they're releasing a comic right now, which is a crossover with DC and Fortnite. So mm. my skin currently right now is of uh, the CW Flash, which, dude, it looks so weird, the Flash running around with an AK-47 hopping <laughs> into a backdrop, <laughs> running over people. <laughs> It's, I can it's, only imagine what's going to be. It's so, like, anti It's, like, not... What? Dude, so I don't let the kids see me play Fortnite. I don't like it. I think Fortnite should be... I hate how many kids are on Fortnite, but I don't let my kids see it. But sometimes mm-hmm. they get a peek because I'll play it when they're eating breakfast or something. And <laughs> like so my oldest, peeks, my oldest peeks over, and he sees me as the Flash. He goes, are you the Flash? I'm like, yeah, I'm the Flash. And I'm hopping into a car. He's like... Why are you getting into a car? I'm like, well, I need to get to the other side of the map. He's like, 
Just but so you're the Flash. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man, you just made the most amount of sense of that fucking question. He's not wrong. It's like, well, why do you need a gun to shoot people? But you're the Flash. <laughs> you're the fucking Flash, dude. Oh, man, that's too, but, uh, that's too good. Yeah. New update, so it's, it's definitely good. And Bravely Default 2, if you want a fantastic JRPG, I know, plugged it before. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Okay, all right. I'll definitely have to check those out. But yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to how those are going to turn out. So, for sure. And I just, oh, there we go. Got something fixed here, there, and I think we're good. Cool. Um, so, I got I I've been keeping a list because, well, quite <laughs> quite frankly, we've been, you know, we've been MIA for. Uh, We've been wow. MIA for for an extra week, so I'm like, I think we need to go ahead and uh, and uh, update this. So I have here a couple of things. I think the first thing I want to start off with is uh, some wrestling stuff because boy howdy, did some wrestling stuff happen while we were gone? And I think the biggest thing, and I'm 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 sure you may have heard this, Andrew, um, the spring cleaning was in full effect. Oh yeah, I so, heard this, and I heard Mickey James got her trash bag centered. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to that because there's a lot of interesting tidbits about this. So we'll, we we usually start off with the wrestling talk anyway after Andrew's um, hot take. So I figured this would probably be a good point to start. But let's um, let's talk a little bit about this. So basically, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, WWE released. Uh, let's see here. I believe it was ten. Let me just make sure I have the list here. Uh, 10 wrestlers basically under their contract at the time uh, and there was an interesting list now some of these I wasn't honestly too shocked with because a lot of these are usually wrestlers that um, you know are, aren't really utilized that well they're they're um, they're you know they weren't really doing anything anyway but sure you know sure enough uh, these are the ones that I have here released I'm very curious to hear Andrew's opinion on some of them so I'm gonna start off with the ones that really had uh, realistically like the least amount of impact no pun intended as far as you know being released from the company uh, so the first one I have here is we got uh, Tucker who is Otis's tag team partner you remember him yeah, don't care. Cool. Wesley Blake, he was part of the Forgotten Sons. Again, really nothing too crazy there. No. Uh, Chelsea Green, you may not know her very well. She was very successful in Impact Wrestling, former world champion, uh, a women's champion there. Uh, she was trying to break through. She had made her Raw debut and then got injured. Really didn't do anything, unfortunately, with her company. Um, but here's some other more notable names. we got Bo Dallas. I don't care. Do you believe? You don't believe? I... I don't care. About I Bo believe Dallas. I don't care enough about Bo Dallas, um, but he's the, he's the believe me when I say that he's the brother of of the fiend. That's fantastic, but he's not the fiend. <laughs> okay, Kalisto. Uh, sure, I don't care. <laughs> okay, Mo- Mojo Raleigh, which I, I feel I feel bad for Mojo because I I think as soon as they turned him heel, he was screwed. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big ones, basically, the big four was Mickey James. Uh, I love Mickey James, but I don't care. She hasn't really done. I don't. I don't think she's been doing much. So she hasn't. I don't. I don't care. Uh, so Mickey James, uh, both Peyton Royce and Billy Kay of the Iconics. So this does piss me off, right? Okay. I sent you a TikTok about this. It pisses me off <laughs> that WWE mm-hmm. breaks up. The Iconics mm-hmm. for a single run mm-hmm. 
and then fires them because they have nothing for them to do. Right. But there's a fucking tag team division that you could use them in. And let me just say, I don't care about Peyton Royce that much, but Billy Kay, I think, had some legit promo talent. She was trying. She was she was making chicken salad out of chicken shit as best as she could on SmackDown. I oh, yeah. I, I I got some uh, some clips sent to me. I still get wrestling stuff sent to me over on Twitter all the time, and um, she's entertaining. And I guess the the rumblings was the reason. They originally split them up was that supposedly they wanted to really push Peyton Royce to the moon, uh, which that clearly happened. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that's the general consensus is that you have like one of the only legitimate teams in your division. You're going to break them up for reasons still unclear, and then you're just going to let them go doing nothing with either of them. So cool beans. The biggest upset, though, that across the board I saw that next to the Iconics being released was Samoa Joe. Yeah, I didn't like this. I mean, he's only been doing commentary for the past, what, year or so? He did it at Mania. Yeah, but, like, why? Why? Why would you want him to go anywhere else? Like, it's not a case where it's, like, big show that if he goes to AEW, like, oh, whatever. Like, you can utilize him. And let me tell you something. He was pretty good as a commentator. If you kept him just for commentating, there's nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, I really would have liked to see Samoa Joe come back for a bit. Was he out with an injury or something? Uh, the I believe he had some sort of minor injury that he was kind of like a nagging when he was healing. That's why they threw him onto commentary. Uh, because they still wanted him to be remembered and kind of, they tend to do that sometimes when they have like a wrestler who's injured, but they still want his like his presence to still be felt on the show. Um, by the way, as we're talking about this, go figure. Uh, Impact Wrestling, formerly TNA Wrestling, is airing their pay per view Rebellion right now, right? And somebody just, oh. me- someone just messaged this to me a second ago. We're recording this obviously as the pay per view is going on. Uh, TNA just, or excuse me, Impact as they're called now, is doing their big summer pay per view Slammiversary in July, and apparently they decided to use Samoa Joe's image in the promo video. Oh, I guess baby girl's going back home. Listen, take that for what it's worth. I mean, he's been there before. He was a world champion in, in Impact. Um, the 90-day, I think, I saw, I will say this, the funniest tweet I saw was, I can't remember what the day is, but I think it's like, May, uh, uh, what is it, July something or whatever, the, the 90 days after they're done. Um is a Wednesday, and it just says like you know it shows the the day of the week being a Wednesday, and then it just shows a picture of Tony Khan with like a really derpy looking grin on his face <laughs> because Tony Khan's the owner of AEW, and of course being yeah. a Wednesday on the ninety days. So anyway, um, but uh, just thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, really the biggest bummer I think was was Joe, um, but I agree with you on the Iconics, another bummer. But of course, we got to talk about the trash bag incident. Um, yeah. Which I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, my thoughts are is well, I listened to Jim Cornette's thoughts on it, mm. and he had an interesting take. Um, and my thoughts are this: I don't think anyone big. I don't think Vince. Like, listen, Jim Cornette had a theory that whoever it was, or maybe whoever Jim Cornette does the podcast with. Whoever it was that was under Triple H that they were planning on firing anyway, so they just used this as an excuse. That's all well and good. That could be the theory. But I honestly think Triple H, Steffi, uh, and uh, Vince, that was the big 
big high ups knew about this shit because they don't give a shit. Like, like I don't think they care how Mickey James goes out unless it's like a really negative one. So when shit hits the fan, they probably jumped in and intervened. I, I think it's a little bit more legit than conspiracy theory, but I think it's just some dumbass employee doing some dumbass thing thinking they can get away with it. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't think it's anything how do I phrase this? I think it's not this big thing that people are looking into. I did see some like like posts online. I'm like, calm the fuck down. It's, it's not it's not that big of a deal in terms of like, oh man, it's a conspiracy. No, it's it's they it's a level of just showing how they didn't give a shit, you know. Yeah, and exactly. the the biggest thing that I I was explaining to my wife uh, the the other night was or about this the last week. I'm like. You could have put her stuff in the bag. Like it wasn't like they just shipped the bag. They put the bag in a box. Like, <laughs> like what? And by the way, I'm I'm seeing a bunch of fun. Like I don't know if it's real or not, but I think it's an Etsy shop that has like the trash bag with the WWE logo on it. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> they're selling that. Hey, I have a question, mm-hmm. and this is just me not knowing. Yeah, WWE has been at the same performance center for the past year. Why wouldn't Mickey James just have her gear on her? So the I was thinking about this, but it could be one that they she had her own locker and there was a couple of things already there that just that she kept there. Um, it also could be the fact that they rotate people in. So some people they call in, some people they don't. Um, I don't know the specifics. Um but you're right. They've been roughly at the same place the last year. I think there might be just like gear and stuff um, that she might have kept there to just change into. You know what I mean? Because if they're, you know, if they keep going back and forth, why is she going to keep bringing her gear with her back and forth? That's my guess. But you're right. They've been at the same place. But, um, you know, again, she was cut off guard. What was she fired on? Like a th- It was like a Thursday or something. And she's on yeah, Raw. So, I mean, so, you know. Bad timing all around, but yeah, that was interesting. Some stuff. I'm like, oh, wrestling's slow this week. Oop, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we got a couple of things I wanted to kind of touch a little base on. But speaking of WWE, uh, did you hear the news about Ronda Rousey? Uh, she got. Uh, she had her kid, right? She, so she's pregnant. She Rousey. is pregante. Mm, uh, so she's not coming back anytime soon. There was some rumblings um, that she might return to WWE this year. She still wants to, but obviously uh, she cannot take bumps with the baby bump. Now, does she want to? Because I felt, now I could be wrong, but I felt like she had her fill at WWE and that's why she left. Like, why did she leave? I mean, I think that that in order for, in order for Becky to really soak up the passing or like the, what, you know, what Rhonda was doing of putting her over, Rhonda needed to go Uh away for a while. Um, because you know, especially, let's be fair here. Ronda's the biggest star at the roster at that time, right? So if Becky beats her, and then Ronda hangs around, like it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really do much for for Ronda's. You know what I mean? Like she has like kind of like Brock Lesnar presence of her in terms of like, oh, when she shows up, it's a big effing deal. I get it, but is that the reason, though, or is that what you just guessed? I've heard a bunch of different things. I don't think there's any bitterness or ill will towards her. I think she signed the one-year deal, and she just kind of like, well, I'm going to try for a family and see what happens. And then there was rumblings of her trying to come back, but things just didn't work out for whatever reason. And then, bam, COVID hit. Yeah. So, mm. we'll When's Becky Lynch coming back, by the way? 
So, um, Becky has been, uh, I believe she's been training, uh, cause I've seen some Instagram photos of her training here and there. Uh, but I don't know anything as far as a timetable. If I were them, SummerSlam would be the place to bring her back. Mm. That's just me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, speaking of fighting, uh, I want to get your little tidbits on the Jake Paul fight. Oh, I didn't follow it. Well, more so, I, I didn't really pay much too much attention, but I did pay attention to the numbers. And you've seen these lately with all the YouTube trends about, like, YouTubers, like, getting these big high-profile boxing matches. Yeah. And I pulled up the interesting <laughs> interesting numbers here. Jake Paul's pay-per-view did 1.5 million pay-per-view vies and generated $75 million. <laughs> Holy shit. And Vince, did he lose or win? He won. He won in the first round. There's controversy because some people think that he um, the fight was rigged, just the way okay. it went down. You have to go see the clip for yourself. But I, I'm more curious in terms of your thoughts about, like, this like new wave of like boxing with YouTubers, like kind of weird, kind of cool though. Like it's it blows my mind the numbers. I'm you know what I'm okay with it, and I'll tell you why. I think boxing is without a doubt one of the most interesting and technical uh, sports mm-hmm. or fighting sports, competitive fighting. Um, but honestly, for me, I can't speak for everyone. I haven't given a shit about boxing in years. True. In years. In the past 10 years, the only time I gave a shit about boxing was when Tyson said he was coming back for a fight. And that's it. Because it's, it's fucking Tyson. Tyson is a, 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 a maniac. And I love him. because You didn't care about I, McGregor and um, Mayweather? I mean, I had a, a little bit of an interest, but I didn't watch the fight. I was actually... I was a little pissed that McGregor didn't win, but I guess that goes that just goes to show how no, I, I was too. good Mayweather is. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, boxing needs what it can because I don't know how much views boxing gets. I don't follow it. Well, there I, you can't go. Say it's, I can't say it's that much. I mean, UFC is crushing it probably. I mean, I'm sure they still are. I mean, speaking of crushing, did you see that clip from the fight last night? Oh, with the leg? Yeah. Yeah, I I had seven shades of uh, Psycho Sid fucking <laughs> coming to my head when Dude, I saw that happen. I, I wasn't on Twitter for some reason that night or like at that time, and then like after it happened, I hopped on and my I flooded with that gif of him of his leg. I'm like, come on, it can't be that bad. And I look, I'm like, wow, it's almost the exact same thing. <laughs> Good lord, it's brutal. It's, yeah, dude. Yeah, go go watch it if you can find it if they haven't censored or not. But, um. Switching gears again because I know we're going to talk about like the last two things a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, the Shang Chi trailer. So I asked Andrew literally five minutes before we recorded this. Did you see the Shang Chi trailer that came out? No. Okay, let me send it to you. Send back, and then he was just like, "Yeah, I saw it." <laughs> <laughs> now, bro, what what do you want me to say? Is the character okay? I'm an just a honest moderate. Opinion. I just want your honest opinion. Uh, yeah, honest opinion, right? Yeah, I'm a moderate. Uh, Marvel, I have knowledge of Marvel uh, moderately. Right. That that came out really fucked up, right? If my knowledge for um, average fan, DC right? Is it, yeah, if my knowledge for DC is an S tier, right? S A B C D. Yeah. If my knowledge for DC is an S tier, my knowledge for Marvel is like a B tier, right? right? Yep. I don't know Shang-Chi, right? Right. The only martial artist that I know that really should have had a movie was Iron Fist, in my opinion, right? Yeah, and that but, series went well. 
without me knowing the character, I I mean, it looks pretty. It looks like it had some fun fighting, right? A little crunching tag and dragon. Right. But at the same time, there's nothing that drew me in. It was just like, oh, that's a movie. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um... I don't know too much about Shang-Chi either. I know his origin, and I know what was his origin in the comics. Um, basically, in the world of Marvel, um, Shang-Chi is ranked either the top or at least the top three as far as hand-to-hand combatants. Like, he is the, he is the best, like, hand-to-hand combatant fighter in Marvel, like, period. Or at least mm-hmm. the top three. Um, and I'm not, like, the, the, the choreography looks fantastic. Um, I'm really pumped to see where that goes, but it's kind of like going back to that conversation we had a while back on one of the episodes where I said, like, you asked me, like, oh, well, what are they going to do now? It's like, none of these movies connect to each other in any way, shape, or form, so what in God's name are they planning? (laughs) Because you know Marvel plans shit out seven years in advance, because I said, look, you've got, (laughs) like, think of the, these are the four movies that we've got in the MCU this year, ready? Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, and um, Spider-Man. Yeah, so only one of them I care about. None of poor, those connect. Poor fucking Black Widow, right? They keep on trying to make all these other females, like Captain Marvel and this, the the big female of yep. Marvel. It should have been Black Widow from the beginning, mm-hmm. but no, she's dead. This is a throwaway movie, and this is probably what? the safest fucking movie you can do because it's it's Black Widow. You put it on Disney Plus, and it'll, it'll do numbers. I mean, it'll I'm do great numbers. I'm still gonna watch it. I'll watch it, too, because, I mean, even though I don't think they did justice for that character, I still enjoyed Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of her. I also love love Taskmaster. Yes, I like Taskmaster, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. But, no, I mean, so Shang-Chi was, in the comics, he was the adopted son of of a guy, and I can't believe this is real. He was a warlord named, you ready for this? You ready for this? Mm hmm Fu Manchu. Oh, God. Really? That was in the. I'm look it up. It's in the comics. Um, no, I, I'll disbelieve you. <laughs> so what they did in this one was they retconned the the Mandarin, and so the Mandarin is the main villain in this one, and the Mandarin's the adopted father of Shang Chi. So Mandarin adopts Shang Chi. It looks like he trains him in like the, all the forms of martial arts. Let him live his life for ten years, then calls him back in. You mean Iron Man Mandarin? Like motherfucker has rings and starts killing shit. Mandarin. Yeah. Oh, well, they redcon the whole thing. I mean, that's kind of interesting, dude. They should have led with that. Well, if I saw, him, I mean, I, I forget what Mandarin looks like in the comics because it's been a while. Yep. But I, I, I remember a fucking cartoon Mandarin like crazy. The green motherfucking one. Gr- the green one. The <laughs> yeah, green elf yep. come out. Yep. If I saw a motherfucker that was green mm-hmm. with pointy ears mm-hmm. and slicked back hair. Yep. And then rings. I would be like, oh. I'll go for that. So here's the thing, though. I think they've changed the rings. Oh. So I don't know if you caught this when you saw the trailer 25 minutes ago. Um, But I think they made the the rings into bracelets that you wear on the arm. Yeah, so I think that's what they did because, like, well, we can't have, we just had infinity stones and a gauntlet. We can't have more shit on people's hands. Let's do bracelets, which, depending on how it plays out, it could, it could go either way. But yeah, that, it's that Mandarin. That's the, they completely redconned the, um, what's his name? Playing Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Bloody hell, bloody hell. Um, I mean, it looks interesting. It looks decent enough. Um, it's more just, for me, 
how the fuck is this fitting into the bigger picture of what Marvel is going to shape up? And that's really my question about everything. And and I think you said it best in one of the episodes. Like, listen, they they won with Endgame. At this point, they can do anything they want, and it'll turn to gold. So, one second. I think we lost Andrew. Did we lose you? Hey. Hey. I don't know what happened. Weird. Everything went completely silent. Well, I think the call failed, which is fine. We're going to keep this in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. What part did you hear me get cut off at? Uh, You were talking about how... They had, they just had Infinity Stones and Infinity oh, yeah. Gauntlets. So I said, yeah, they just had the Infinity Stone, Infinity Gauntlets. I'm like, so they can't have shit on their hands. Let's put bracelets on their arms. And I said, but I think you said it best at this point. I'm like, I'm wondering where this is going to fit into the future of, of MCU, right? And I think you actually said where it's like, listen, they just succeeded with Endgame. So fuck it. They can do whatever they want. They could. They I mean, could. They could. Um, I honestly think the next thing should be Doctor Doom. I agree. I think everything should lead. Oh. oh yeah, it should lead up to Doctor Doom. They're gonna they're gonna do a hell of a deal with that. I th- I think Feige has has expressed um, Feige has expressed interest in like wanting to handle um, uh, Doctor Doom very carefully. So I I have I have a lot of faith in Feige that he uh, that he's gonna do it right. Uh, but speaking of Marvel, real quick before we get into the last bit of Marvel news, did you hear about the Disney Sony deal? No. What was it? So this might be interesting. So I'm gonna read an article here. I'm gonna try and blast through it as much as I can. Disney and Sony have signed a multi-year content licensing agreement that will bring new Sony theatrical releases starting with its 2022 films to Disney-owned platforms. The deal also gives Disney the rights to many of Sony's older films, including all Spider-Man titles, meaning that movies starring Spider-Man, which are notably absent from Disney+, Plus, could eventually make their way to the streaming service. Mm, I can't say I'm surprised. Sony's the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sony's theatrical releases from 2022 to 2026 are included in the deal, and Disney will get access to them following their pay one TV window. Starting in next year, that window, which follows the film's theatrical and home run videos, will be owned by Netflix, uh, thanks to a deal they announced also earlier in the month. So even though Disney and Sony's deal means that Disney won't have new Spider-Man films right after their theatrical run, the company will get to include them in its streaming catalog on the long term. But still, that's a pretty so. So basically, if you're hoping that Spider-Man was a No Way Home, uh, is going to have the same thing like Black Widow, where it's like, oh, you can see it in the theaters or pay Disney Plus. It's not going to be like that, and it's not even going to be immediate. It's probably going to be like roughly after it gets available, like a Blu-ray or DVD combo that you will eventually see it onto Disney Plus. That's a huge thing. Yeah, I think the whole Disney Premium, you know, paying for it is such a stupid tactic. I hate that Disney does that because all you do is you just wait for the movie to come out. But I think there's still definitely behooves Sony more than Disney. I mean, it's definitely good for Disney, but I think Sony needs Disney more than Disney needs Sony. That makes sense. Agreed. I mean, I think I was actually thinking about this. I'm like, at this point, it's just a fucking waiting game for 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 Disney to get Spider-Man rights back. You know, like it's. Who are they? Who are they fooling? But um, they did say other Sony picture properties like Jumanji and Hotel Hotel Transylvania, which I love, um, will also make its way. Plus, Disney owns Hulu, so there's a bunch of other stuff that could be coming. But I just thought it was a very notable thing because it's always interesting to see like this Disney Sony like tit for tat like back and forth with the Spider-Man franchise, just because it is so unique and we haven't seen anything like it before. You know? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, especially. Go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say. 
I was just saying, especially seeing that Spider-Man is the single biggest Marvel character, and Disney uh, doesn't have it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. Speaking of, um, speaking of which, so let's talk about the the, the big one. One of the big two things um, with this week in Marvel: um, Falcon and Winter Soldier season mm-hmm. finale. So you caught up. Um, I did. And I want to hear your thoughts on it first because we I know the last time you saw was episode three, so there's been a lot of, of, of a lot of like catching up to do. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on the last couple of episodes and then the series as a whole. <sighs> okay. Because uh, I know you said sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but because I know you said that like and correct me if I'm wrong, like the politics in the movie or the show was like something you were like, eh. Yeah, you know, I'll just say it upright. When it comes down to any fictional media that I watch, unless it's a flat-out movie or television show that is gearing towards a a specific social or political uh, ideology, I usually don't like it in my my serial, right? Right. So if I'm going in and I'm going to watch a show about – that specifically is geared toward let's talk about the Obama administration or let's talk about – you know, these policies for, you know, whatever, right? Let's talk about racial tension over here. Let's talk about uh, border control over here. Unless I'm going on my way to view that stuff, I just don't want it in my cereal, baby. I just don't. It's not saying I'm for or against anything, right? I'm not saying that stuff doesn't or does happen. I just don't want to consume it because I go to these things to not have to deal with, you know. Escapism. Well, yeah I, yeah, I don't want to deal with wokeism. I don't want to deal with the far right, the far left. I just want to eat my cake and, and enjoy it, right? Right. And I, I said this before. I think Captain uh, Captain Falcon. Wow, dude. Show me a move. Right. I no. I've been doing that all. F- like, remember we was doing it the last like three like shows we did. Like, God. Yeah. God damn it. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Say, mm-hmm. Is, is and I'm going to give you my opinion on the show as a whole yeah. and tell you why I don't like the political stuff. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is a very good, quiet TV show. What I mean by quiet TV shows, although I'm sure it's going to play into some grand plan where it's fucking the the Lords of Shadows mm-hmm. and, and, and all well, these other things are coming together, right? Yep. At the end of the day, it's a nice little show that I can just watch and enjoy. It tells a story from beginning to end. The characters are great. I like Falcon. I like the Winter Soldier. I like them together. I like the fucking odd couple. I like Falcon's family. I like his, his trials and tribulations with them. I like the action. I like the concepts when it comes down to the freedom fighters and, and the, the uh, one earth, one, one whatever they say, and how they, you know, how they deal with, like, well, this person disappeared five years ago. Now someone's living in his house. Who gets the house kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually a really good concept. I just think that this unnecessary, like, racial stuff that comes into it, that I get it, but it's it's not needed. The only thing that I think worked for telling the story, what it was, is, um, and forgive me, I'm going to mess up names, the, the super soldier that was thrown in prison for many years, right? Uh, Isaiah Bradley. Yes, I think his character worked well in there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were telling too much of some kind of woke story there. But, like, the whole scene where 
fucking Falcon is is having an argument in the middle of the street and the cops come up and they're about to arrest them. Oh, like, yeah, 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 we're talking about that. Yeah. I don't think that was necessary because at the end of the day, it's not about a white Captain America. It's not about a Puerto Rican Captain America. It's not about a black Captain America, a Chinese and or an Asian or a woman or a man. Captain America is just a fucking symbol. It shouldn't be about a race. It shouldn't be about gender or ethnicity or any identity. It should be about a hero. And I, I think that's the only complaint I have about the show is those. And they weren't even egregious, right? They were small little things here and there. But I'm just like, it's Disney wokeism. That that Disney is a go woke or go broke kind of situation. I'm gonna... and the only oh, sorry. And the only other thing I, the only other thing I don't like is uh, minor spoilers. There was that heel turn that happened. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't care for that. But so, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, no. I was gonna say I respectfully disagree. Okay. I th- I think that I think because here the whole the whole point of all these disney plus shows is to to really flush out these minor characters we saw that with wanda and wandavision um and i'll say that like i don't want to say i lowered my expectations but i calmed myself down when it came to falcon and winter soldier because i was on that hype train that everybody else was like oh it's fucking mephisto and like waiting for like this big moment and then realizing that like yeah these shows are not the big grandeur grandiose things that the marvel movies are and this was a, this show was a great example of it but i do i do like that they did tackle the idea of 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 race in this show because i i think i'd rather this is going to sound bad I'd rather them do it here than in the next movie because I don't know if you heard they did say that Captain America Four is in the works. Okay, so let me ask you this question. I'm going to challenge you on something. All right. And listen, I, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea about. This, and there but, are things I didn't like about the show, which I'll get to in a second. Why did race even have to be a part of the story? And the reason why I'm asking this is because of this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that people of color should rely on race being a story-driven element for a couple reasons. One is I think it's an overused element, right? And number two is I think it takes away from the actual development of a character. Certain characters are incredibly well-developed characters that don't have race as a origin story or as a uh, driving force or even as a small element of the character. Take Batman. Batman is a straight white male character who you can't tell the story about him being oppressed as a white man or dealing with racism as a white man other than being, you know, tangentially kind of like, I don't know, my, my family was racist back in the day or something like that, or, or Batman is racist <laughs> right. or something, right? right? So Batman had to develop as a character without having to use race. Race never comes into the question with them, right? Mm-hmm. But Every time we get a new character in for any of these properties coming out, it has to deal with some kind of thing that is very sensitive right now in our social climate. Right. right? So I think that Falcon is a strong enough character that doesn't need to have race be a thing to have a driving force for him. And there are some characters out there that are characters of color that are better because they, they don't 
I don't want to say better, but they don't have to rely on that. Mm -hmm. I'll take one of DC's best black characters, Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart had to deal with race back in the 70s when he was introduced. Right. Because that was kind of the thing at the time. And what I mean as a thing is there was a lot of the social movement that was going on then when he was introduced. Sort of kind of like what's going on now? Correct. Correct. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, but I'm just good. But listen, there's a difference. <laughs> I, I, when he came out, that was new. Using right. that element of the story. Right. Now it's not new. It's used a lot. And John Stewart is no longer really attached to his race being a defining feature of his character. Mm. His defining feature is he's a fantastic leader. He's a former veteran. He is stoic and intelligent, and he works well with others. Like he he has all these qualities. And he also has the weight of, you know, fucking accidentally blowing up a planet on his shoulders. Like, <laughs> yeah, he death starred something, kind of. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. Do, so do you see my kind of frustration? I do. That I'm not... I, I th and, and listen, if there's a story that is talking about race in America, like a story about the oppression of someone back in the day when racism was around, or if we're doing a story about Malcolm X, or we're doing a story about Martin Luther King, or even if there's a story that's coming out right now about the Black Lives Matter, or about the George Floyd, or anything that's going on right now, if that is what the story is being, and they're saying, we're going to tell this story about the, the, the protest during coronavirus and how race was a part of it, I'm all for it. Let's tell that story. Let's watch a movie. Let's watch a TV show and have it be good. I just don't think that these characters need to have these political or social things always have to be a driving force because I think that it takes away from the characters and the stories when it happens. The only thing I'll say, too, is that it was, to my knowledge, the only time a superhero show or movie talked about this with only one exception I can think of, but never this, like, I guess, direct about it, um, which is Superman. But Superman obviously wasn't much more race as it is more like, you know, you know, they kind of, I don't want to say walk the line, but you get what I'm trying to say. It wasn't as direct as this obviously was. I think that, I, I get where you're coming at saying that the race should not be the, 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 the uh, uh, how do I say this the right way? A fallback characteristic is that the way I could say it correctly but I think that if you're gonna have this discussion if you're gonna do this with this I think this would this show and this moment especially this arc is the best time to do it because it's part of it's part of Sam's development into becoming Captain America because it's like the elephant in the room like we're we really not gonna talk about the fact that like this happened blah 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 plus there's so many other stories that tie into it that it's that it, it helps i hate to say like the ends justify the means but in some ways it kind of does in terms of like getting to that point and having that conversation about like yeah this this act this is um this is a thing and i think that it i don't think it's going to be revisited again so if if they're not going to this i think is the perfect platform to do it to my to, to my knowledge, I could be wrong. I'm sure people can correct me on that. Um, but that's not to say there weren't things I didn't like about the show. And the one thing I really didn't like, other than the um, the heel turn that everyone and their mother saw coming, um, was Carly. 
Um, and I think we lost Andrew again. <laughs> that call just dropped again. What the hell? We're going to keep this yeah. in again. Screw it. Um, I, I was saying was the other thing I didn't like was Carly. Okay, after some technical difficulties, here we go. I was just saying to Andrew, I was just saying before we got uh, rudely interrupted, was... Um, Six times. Yeah, right. Um, the one thing I really didn't like besides the heel turn uh, was also Carly Morgenthau, the leader of the Flag Smashers. I, what did you not like about her? I didn't like how she, like, flip-flopped. Like... Well, they, I, I kind of like that. They... They, I feel like, wanted to go for, like, the sympathetic villain, and then I thought, like I said, I've said this before on, on my streams, I thought she would have either turned herself in or die, but I didn't expect her to die that way. I just felt like she went, like, really, like, balls to the wall at the end, which I was just not expecting from the conversation she was having with Sam. Yeah, um, so when it comes down to the character, I actually really enjoyed her character. Because I think it is a excellent example of how radicalism in any form, right, right, uh, lawful or unlawful, chaotic or non-chaotic, right, can be intoxicating and blinding and corrupting, right. So this is a character that clearly has uh, certain ideals that you know she believes in what she's doing and and. You know, maybe she's making some good decisions here and there, but ultimately she is lying to herself to convince herself what she's doing. Now, her death sucks to suck. I knew she was going to die. I didn't know she was just going to get <laughs> gangster well, fired down. I, I mean, on the ground, boom, 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 done. Yeah, I, I knew she was either going to give herself up or or um, or die. It was one of the two. Um, I, I kind of wish Walker would have got her. It yeah, that would have been a yeah. character arc. Yeah, which by the way, um, Walker, I really liked. Um, oh, even even him as a dick. Like, can you believe yeah. that he like killed the and then they had the fight and they broke and he broke his arm and everything. Yeah, dude, I feel bad for Walker too. Like, listen, I think Walker is a good dude that's just made bad decisions. He, like, yep. Yeah. He, he is very sympathetic. Like, he is. You can, he's sympathetic and, like, he wants to do well. And I get it. And, like, you know, a lot of it is that superhuman serum, but, like, super soldier serum. But, like, I kind of feel sympathetic towards him. But he's going to be a, a, a pain in the fucking side of Cap, the new Cap, in the future, I think. So, um, my favorite character... If John Walker was not, Zemo was my favorite in this thing, bar none. Yeah, Zemo was really good. Uh, I enjoyed Zemo. I didn't care for him in the movie as much, but I think they did a really good job with the character here. Um, Except he wore his purple mask for like all of five fucking seconds. Uh, it's a fucking... It's a goofy-ass mask. It's trailer It's trailer fodder. Let's just be real here. Yeah. Um, the new, The new Captain America suit... Fucking gorgeous, oh, dude! I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it looks I want to say eighty percent accurate to Sam's suit in the comics mm -hmm. because he was Cap in the comics, right? Right. Um, and it's it's gorgeous, suit. I love it. I love everything about it. I think it, it it looks great. I think it pops. I like the usage of white 
on it, like with um, Steve's suit, it's more like blue is the primary color and white and red are the secondary, where this is like white and blue are kind of fighting for the primary color. So there's two primary colors, and red is more the secondary one. Right. But I, I, I don't know. I think it just it works well with the, the wings look and I everything about it. I think I think Sam's character is probably my favorite character out of this, although Bucky takes a close second. But, um, yeah, dude, I think if anyone's going to be the successor for Captain America, it's him, and they did a good job at flushing out that process. I do. Because if they if they had done a fourth movie, they, well, they would are. have to run the problem. Well, yeah, but if they had done a fourth movie without this, oh, right, they right, would right. have run into the problem of either rushing him into the role of Captain America right. or spending 75% of the movie building him up to being Captain America. Doing this five-episode run turning him into Cap will make the next movie much easier. Which is why I really enjoyed this. I actually enjoyed this one a lot more than WandaVision. Like as my, I, and I did, I did really like WandaVision, but this one, I just enjoyed the pacing more, the writing more, the acting more. Because like, WandaVision was just a, 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 a riddle you were trying to solve as you went along, which, don't get me wrong, was fun. But this was just... Um, yeah, it was it was good stuff. It was it was so far it's my favorite Marvel series. Although Loki might take the cake once that comes out in June, which uh, yeah. fuck Marvel's been knocking it out of the park so far with these shows. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do. I know they did post credit scene, but I'm surprised they didn't do like a big surprise. See, that's dude, that's how fucking spoiled we are as fans. <laughs> well, that's like, what I'm saying. We expect there, they, we expect there to be some big surprise. I honestly thought that. And Chris Evans was going to show up just for a couple of seconds. I didn't want him to show up at all. You didn't? No. And and the and the only the only reason I said I said this somewhere else. I said if if we get Chris Evans, I said I only want it as either like a flashback, or like if he's in the crowd and gives like Sam a nod and that's then walks away. Like that's it. I do not want a lot of focus on him because the whole point of this is to build up Sam and Bucky. Like, Steve's gone. Like, even Sam said it in one of the episodes. He's like, listen, with all due respect, Steve is gone. Like, it it doesn't matter if he's dead or not. The point is, is that we're trying to move away from Steve. And so if you put too much effort onto having him there, um, to me, I thought it would take away from it, depending on what they did. Could you just answer a question for me? Okay. At the end of Endgame. Yep. Steve went back in time and basically spent out the rest of his life as a civilian with Peggy Carter, correct? Correct. Okay. And Sharon Carter is Peggy's granddaughter, right? Grandniece, I believe. Grandniece. Oh, I was going to say. Because then wouldn't she be blood-related to Cap in some way? Uh, well. Because we don't know if they had kids or not. Correct. But I mean, motherfucker, if they were having unprotected sex, so super super soldier semen is gonna get in there. <laughs> She's super gonna become so- octo mom. Super soldier semen. What? One not? Boom. Octo mom. I got the super soldier serum. It's white. Well. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, and that's the other thing too is I'm glad like you know they did set up stuff like U.S. agents already on the board, um, which I. Fuck, now I want a Thunderbolts movie in the worst fucking way now. Mm, there's a lot they can do. They, they, and I hope I hope um, 
he comes back to play Walker because I know he got a lot of shit, unnecessary shit for the role. Yeah, like Wyatt Russell. Fucking, Wyatt Russell yeah. got a lot of crap for it, so I hope I hope he does come back too. Um, yeah. But we've talked a lot about Marvel stuff. Let's get into our main event. Let's talk some Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. Mortal Kombat! I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking usurp you and take the reins for this one. Because I am a massive Mortal Kombat fan. And I know you are too, right? Right. I remember spending hours playing Deadly Alliance back in the Dizal. I love Mortal Kombat, bro. I obviously I was playing it back in the day when my mom was telling me not to play it because it was violent, right? And then you had the arcades, going to the arcades and playing Mortal Kombat there. And then for me, Mortal Kombat really picked up with Mortal Kombat Nine, right? Yep. Because Mortal Kombat Nine is when they started caring about the story as well as the gameplay. Because when it comes down to it, the first Mortal Kombat's never had great gameplay, and they, I mean, I mean. They were early 90s, so they didn't have that much of a story. But Mortal Kombat 9 had a fantastic story, great gameplay. Mortal Kombat 10, I think, had the best story, still good gameplay. Mortal Kombat 11, eh, it's a little shaky, but still good, right? And the character designs have only got better. Now, you're probably saying, Andrew, why are you setting up all this information? Well, it's because this movie is so heavily based off those games at least with concept and design, that you, you can't ignore it. Right. This movie literally is a fucking child of those things. And I love Mortal Kombat. It's probably my second favorite video game, uh, fighting video game series. Samurai Showdown is number one. Maybe King of Fighters, then Mortal Kombat. Who knows? But this movie, I was so pumped for it, dude. Mm-hmm. I was so pumped for it. I don't know if you were excited going into it, but I was. I kind of, I was excited. I let me. How do I phrase this the right way? I was excited for the action. <laughs> I I I I was a little worried about the story because, unfortunately, a lot of these video game movies. That's what happens. Visually, looks incredible, and then you get to the story, the meat and the potatoes of it, and it sort of falls apart. Um, yeah. Which this one, I think, did better than its 90s predecessors. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have a couple things about it. Number one, holy shit, is it fast? The pacing of this thing, I like. I have to go piss, I come back, and there's 15 new characters that they introduced. Um, but that didn't, it didn't make me hate the movie. I still, I still really, for the record, I, I, I really enjoyed Mortal Kombat. Do I think it was the best? No, but I think it was very good. Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat is a great example of a movie that did a lot of things right that I like and a lot of things that I don't like and it did it right anyways. Uh, For example, let me just tell you, things I think it did phenomenally well. I think this movie has to be one of the best movies to physically, like the actual looks of the actors, match the video game characters so yes. well. Like, like for example, Batman, right? Michael Keenan looks nothing like what Bruce Wayne would look like, <laughs> right? That, that motherfucker looks... The Beetlejuice does not look like Batman, right? right? Even CW Flash, right? He doesn't look like Barry Allen, right? Despite how good their acting may or may not be. Sonya Blade looks like Sonya Blade. Hanzo Hazashi, Scorpion, looks like Scorpion. 
Behan, Sub-Zero, looks like Sub-Zero. Jax looks like Jack. Fuck, Liu Kang and Kung Lao look like... Was kind of iffy on the looks. Like he could look like Raiden, but like he looked like fucking Raiden jumped off his diet and decided to just chill for the coronavirus and not work out. And then, I mean, other than that, like everyone looked the part, right? I think that was fantastic. Obviously, the fighting scenes were fantastic. And although I would have liked a tur- uh, tournament, I think it was smart that they didn't do the tournament. And they just went to, well, let's fucking kill each other. The things that I didn't like, and I guess the biggest thing that I didn't like that I was surprised work, is I hate it when movies introduce exclusive characters, right? Uh, yeah. Cole Young was introduced into this. And from the get-go, I was not liking this. Yeah. Especially if they did a tournament, because if they did a tournament, protagonist. And Liu Kang always wins the first tournament. That's just That's just staple, right? But they did a good job with the character, and I actually enjoyed the character. Something I didn't want in my movie actually worked out pretty well. So, that, that my quick takes, my quick takes. Oh, and I love that they all have their powers. I just think it's stupid how they get them. Like, Kano's supposed to have a motherfucking robot eye. That's why he shoots a laser. Instead, he gets a magical power where he shoots one eye laser. Listen, Kano was one of the best things about the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. But how they got their powers was just silly. So, I mean, it, it's not a perfect movie, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination. There's pretty, there's a pretty yeah. decent amount of things wrong with it. Um, to me, the pacing was very fast-paced, but at the same time, they clearly, clearly left this wide motherfucking open for for more which i'm fine with Four. and i think Wait, did you hear about the actor with uh that played sub-zero what he signed on if this movie is considered financially successful he signed on for four more movies oh i, I did hear about that yeah so so th- taking it like that as like a starting point made me like this movie more like mm-hmm. if it was just mortal Kombat by itself um, not really digging it, but if it's part of a, a series, then mm-hmm. I, then, then I, I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I can definitely see this as a prequel. It's, it's like, how do I say this? Uh, you may, you may disagree with me. Batman Begins. I like okay. Batman. I like Batman Begins. Mainly because it's the beginning of everything. If it was by itself, I'm not sure how it would feel so much about it. Oh yeah. Do you? Stepping up a wrong road with me because Batman Begins is my favorite Batman film. Really? Yeah, we can talk about that at a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know what? You know what? I I see where you're coming at. You know what I think this would have, this franchise would have benefited from that they didn't do? More violence? If this was a miniseries, like the first movie, instead of making a movie in a hour and however minutes, like I think it was hour 30, instead of doing that, right? have it be 10 episodes, a 10 episodes miniseries, and then each episode could focus on one to two characters, right, of the protagonist. And then you can flush out the characters, and then you can actually tell that first tournament or whatever story you want and not have it be really rushed. It's funny. You're not the first person who told me that, too, and I agree with you. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. I think with with any fighting game you could do that, but the thing that Mortal Kombat has... I think over a lot of other fighting games 
and I dare say more than King of Fighters, more than Street Fighter, is that it really digs deep into his characters. Like, their backstory, who they are as characters. You could do a full fucking movie about Scorpion himself. And, True. and Hanzo Hasashi and his betrayal and everything. And they change that up, too, right? Because Hanzo Hasashi gets killed by Quan Chi, not Sub-Zero. Well, no. Well, yeah. It's Quan Chi. Quan Chi orchestrates it. But in this movie, Quan Chi's not even part of it. So, curious how that's going to play out later. That's true, yeah. I mean, there's still there's still a good amount of um, that they can still do into this. So, I mean, like I said, I I really enjoyed this. Um, it wasn't perfect, but I'll tell you what, the violence was fucking on point. Oh my god, it was on point. The fatalities were on point. Yeah, they they did a they did a good. I mean, it's what the fucking game was known for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they're gonna, like, the one thing you can't screw up in this is the is the is the fatalities, and they and they they did it well. But I think you're right. I think this would have been better as a mini series. But either way, I still, for what it was, I enjoyed it. Then again, my expectations were a little on the lower side. But the only the only real major downside to me, like I said, was the pacing. I felt like it was a little too fast, especially at the beginning, and um. Like, I feel like they were just like, oh, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so. Like, who's the... I have horrible names. Who's the guy with the with the hat with the uh, the blade on it? Uh, Kung Lao. He just popped out of fucking nowhere. Hey, cousin. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, listen, I get it. There's going to be some that are going to be fucking sacrificial lambs, and I understand, like, bigger picture. Okay, fine. But, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And is it just me, or did Luke Kang look a little scrawny? Well, I mean, a little. He still was in shape. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. A I don't. Don't. Artist yeah. doesn't need to be like Luke King in the video games, who is like fucking Cody Rhodes, basically. Ah, uh, yeah. Good point. Uh, you know what else bothered me a little bit? Um, I think the final fight was great. I don't think Cole Young needed to be in there. It should have been just Sub Zero versus Scorpion, regardless who the victor should have been. It's like Rock versus Austin, right? Right. I don't need fucking Vince McMahon coming in and interfering. I just want to see the two of them duke it out. So that's another thing that I didn't care for. Fair enough. All right. I think we uh, I think we covered everything, right? I think we covered everything we I wanted to cover. So. Cool. Yeah. Despite technical difficulties, which the magic of editing nobody will know about um <laughs> what, 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 yeah, whatever we'll we'll leave a little bit of it in um but anyway we'd love to hear your thoughts on everything guys so make sure you follow us at pod fandom over on twitter follow us on all your favorite podcasting platforms anchor apple google spotify iHeartRadio, all the fun ones uh we'd love to hear from you guys so make sure you follow us like i said on twitter and um yeah i think that's all i got to really say on this one uh, my friend any last minute thoughts before we wrap it up none none at all just everyone be safe out there. Living the dream. Living the dream. All right. You guys know the deal. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate the continued love and support. Take care. And as always, take it easy. Peace out.